Hello, and welcome to the This Awesome Life podcast. This is simply a collection of stories that point to purpose. I'm Brandon, and I have an awesome life. But that's not special, because you do too. In every episode of This Awesome Life, we'll talk to a friend, we'll listen to their story, and we'll hear about the moments in which God has shown up in their life and pointed them forward in their calling. Today, we're talking to my friend, Cedric Hardiman. Cedric is a campus pastor down in Kansas City, Missouri. He loves his family, music, Jesus, and basketball. And fun fact, he's also the chaplain of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Cedric's story shows us that God always has a plan. And even when things don't turn out the way we expected, God is faithful to lead us in our next steps and ultimately towards our purpose. So let's dive in, explore some stories, and celebrate this awesome life. All right. Well, like I said, I am here with my friend Cedric, and uh, man, I'm going to let you, Cedric. I'd love for you to introduce yourself a little bit, tell everybody uh, what you got going on, man. It's good to have you. Yeah. No, I appreciate it. Well, of course, I'm here with the Brandon Mister Podcast, <laughs> this awesome podcast, awesome studio, man. I, I appreciate the opportunity. So, uh, man, what do I got going on? So, I live in Kansas City right now, and for those that are listening to this soon, know that the NFL draft's happening. So that's pretty cool that's happening here. And so we're excited about that. We're excited about what God is doing in Kansas City. Originally from Oklahoma City, but moved here to be a part of a church plant. And I'm grateful for that. That's awesome, man. I um, My family was just down in Kansas City, and uh, it was a lot of fun. We went to celebrate my daughter's birthday. She just wanted to do like a quick quick trip. And uh, I, f- I discovered for the first time that yeah. Capital One cafes are a real thing. There you go. I just thought it was like a marketing ploy that the bank did because I'd seen Capital One banks around and I'd never seen one. And then we're in Kansas City and I'm like, that's a real thing. Interesting. There you, yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Kansas City, uh, you know, I know there's there's some things that people say, like we're known for the barbecue or, you know, a lot of cheese, right. but there's a lot of really cool things that to do and a lot of cool things they have, even the Capital One Cafe. There so. you go. Yeah, not not typically something you write home about, I'm sure. But for me, I was just like, huh, weird. So, yeah. cool, man. Well, again, thanks for being here. And like I said, we talk about, um, you know, we talk about purpose here on this podcast. I believe that our stories actually point to purpose. And I just love hearing random stories, other people's stories. And so I'd love to hear a story from your life that really helped you kind of discern uh, who God's called you to be and the path that he he has before you. So I'll let you take it away and then we'll talk a little bit about it after. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you know, I was actually talking to someone earlier today. I got a chance. Uh, we we're meeting at a college. And so I wore my button up. Don't let, there don't let you fool you, man. I, I still got bars. I can still rap <laughs> for the guy uh, that, you know, connected with you there, Brandon. But um, we were talking about football, um, obviously with the draft. And I remember God making it so evident what I was supposed to be doing. So um, I was a believer. I believed in Christ, uh, but I wanted to play in the NFL. Like that was the goal. Like I, that's exactly that's. I was like, I remember. I was like, this is what I'm going to do. So, I, but going into my senior year, I felt like God was calling me to something else. He was calling me to mm-hmm. do ministry. Actually, back in Oklahoma City, where I lost my older brother, and so for me, like that was the goal. That's what I was going to do. And, um, but I was fighting it. I was literally running from God, if you will. And so, um, anyway, so I remember going after our senior year, there was about five of us that got a chance to run for NFL scouts. So they brought some scouts there. We ran our 40 time for, 
And um, my coach told me this, word for word, he said, man, you know, if you run a 4-4, man, you may actually get drafted. You know, your film looks good, all that. He said, you run a 4-5, maybe you'll get picked up, maybe not. If you run a 4-6 at, you're probably done. But he said it jokingly mm-hmm. because I haven't been running 4-6s. I've been running 4-4s. Right. And I ran 4-6 flat twice. And he kind of, again, he laughed and he's like, it's all right. You know, we can do Canadian football. We'll figure it out. And I just remember it was evident that God was like, you keep running from me, but I got something for you that's much bigger than what you see right now. And so uh, I withdrew from my classes uh, and finished out school in Oklahoma, started doing ministry. And out of nowhere, I got a call uh, to, to be the chaplain for Oklahoma City Thunder. And that just started a whole new journey for me. Man, that's so cool. That's so cool. I, um, I, man, your story resonates with me a lot, man, because I'm, I'm like that. I spend a lot of time running uh, from God as well. I wasn't uh, athletically inclined enough to be running towards professional sports career. I was just running. Had no yeah, idea where I was going. Yeah, we were all still running, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure, man. But I remember one night pretty distinctly that I was. Uh, at, at some point, I decided I wanted to be a professional musician, and okay. so I was playing the club scene. You know, like guitar like I started a band uh we were getting some you know some gigs and stuff like that and then my drummer and the and the guy that plays keys um kind of had a thing that turned out bad and the whole the band broke up and I was like well that stinks and uh but that still didn't like that wasn't enough to like be that signal to to change paths right so I went hard at like all right, I'm doing a solo project, you know, no problem. I don't need those guys anyway. Right. Right. And, uh, finally I get, um, I get a chance, like I get a shot and there was this bigger band coming to town. Um, and they called me to open for them. And I was like, this is it, man. Uh, we're going to be best friends and I'm going to get on that tour bus and we're going to, we're going to head out. That's awesome. Cedric, like five minutes before my time, I completely lost my voice. And what, I went up there out of nowhere, out of nowhere, out of nowhere. I was fine. Yeah. I was like warming up and stuff and I could feel it. And I just, I completely lost my voice. I had to like fumble through this set. Um, sounded like I'd been, uh, smoking cigarettes for 40 <laughs> years, at, you know, at, at 22 yeah. years old. And, uh, right after I finished the set, I stepped off the stage and I was like, I guess I should probably go to the doctor tomorrow. And before I could get that thought out of my head, I was fine. Wow. And I was that like, is- I, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's almost like the scary like scary moment when God moves where you know it's God speaking, man. Dang. Yeah. And I wish I could say that that was enough and like I turned my life around right then, but it still took a little bit more time, but I look back at that day as a as a day that my life could have been drastically different, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I you said that, you know, you your coach said that jokingly about the the time, the 4-6 time. Yeah. You you said you were running 4-4s pretty consistently, right? Right. And so is that just like a fluke day where you running four fours again the next day or do you even, or do you know? I mean, it's, it's really what you talked about, like even with the voice. And I know I said, you know, God speaking, but God just giving you a sign that it's like, this isn't it. And it's not even like, it's like when you think, when I hear your story about the vocal, it's like, that's not normal. Right. Right. And that's the thing with me running that it's like, even if I was running consistently four sixes to run them both flat, like literally four, six flat both times oh, right. was an evident sign to me that it was like, one, it's like, you don't usually run the same time exactly twice, but then sure. even then that specific time, it was like, man, you're one tenth of a second off. 
and I could be like, no, I'm going to get it down or I could take it as a sign of God speaking. And, yeah. and it was very evident when I left that it was, I definitely felt like somehow, some way God was in that moment. So, yeah, I think that's, that's definitely true for me as well. And I, who knows, like, I don't know that I'm, anything would have come from that, right? Obviously that night for me, or we don't know what would have happened in the draft, right? But at the same time, like it was such a fluky thing that it's hard not to pay attention to now. And then right. we even had, uh, I had a, a, the guy who booked the show, like the club promoter or whatever, mm -hmm. um, was familiar with me. So I wasn't just like a cold call. He'd seen me do, uh, you know, play before. And he's like, Hey, has that ever, like, has that ever happened to you before? And I was like, Nope, this would be a first, you know, yeah, uh, sure. what was your, what was your coach's reaction? Was, was there one or was he just like, Hey, we'll get him next time. Yeah. I mean, so what got me, it was, I don't know, man. I, there's so many visuals that like, after I was running, I looked over at, I'd looked at the time it's down on the ground. I looked over at him and he was walking away actually. Hmm. And, and, you know, I can go on a just symbolic of like, it just, it really, I felt a little bit like on an Island and, you know, I'm not trying to over-spiritualize it, but it did feel like God was like, man, I've been here the whole time. Like, you know, and, and, and I know, my, man, I, my, I really respect this coach, and I don't think this was his intention, but it did make me just kind of have my eyes open to like, man, the world may love you and hate you the next moment, but, man, God, I'm always going to be here with you, and you keep yeah. running from me, and but I got something for you. And so um, after that, it was probably the next day, like we started talking and he was, he was just very, he, he knew kind of that same thing. He's like, man, this yeah. wasn't like you. It was probably, were you nervous? And, you know, we can still do workouts. And they had a pretty, uh, a good communication with Canadian football league. And so he started talking to me about that, but I, I already knew what I needed to do. Yeah, for sure. So it's just more confirmation of like, okay, yeah, this Ab is a thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, if you felt like at the end of this thing, like, oh, this is an obvious closed door, what was the experience like? You said you got this call to be the chaplain for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Like, I feel like you probably jumped a little bit <laughs> from, from that day to this one, right? Like, yeah, 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 for sure. You know, I, I think a lot of times we think, oh, well, God closed this door and he opened this one. And so it was a super easy path going forward. And I don't think that that was probably your story, right? There's got to be some some other like twists and turns, maybe. What was what was it like shifting in that direction? Yeah, yeah. So I, you know, yeah, I did. I definitely um, just jumped through it because that that was the aha moment. And right. but the in between the desert, whatever you want to call it, man, it was it was it was tough. But I knew I was doing the right thing. And so to your point, so I was actually I had a few. I think I had a few more weeks of school left, but I withdrew from my classes. Instead of finishing a semester, I went back to Oklahoma where I'm from and I went to school and I was like, you know what? And they were like, man, if you had just finished there, it could have maybe saved you, you know, months of school. Right. And it was like, no, I needed to do this. So I started going back to school, obviously not getting a scholarship. So, you know, I've got student loan stuff and I'm frustrated about that. You know, I'm back back in my hometown, didn't finish my degree yet, didn't get to go to NFL, so frustrated about that. Um, but I knew what I was supposed to be doing, so I just was like, I'm still going to serve the church. I'm still going to serve people, serve the community. And um, I was a part of a church called, it was called Council Road Baptist Church, but the point of that is they were really wanting to do new things to reach their community, 
And so we started a rec ministry and we started a game prevention program. In the game prevention program, I would ride along with this police officer. And I remember a lot of days he would do Saturday mornings. I'm like, man, I'd love to sleep in, but we'd yeah. be at it. We'd drive around and, you know, he'd get a call about, you know, maybe some kid that, you know, had a had a weapon at school. And so we'd go have a conversation with this kid and talk to him about, okay, you keep going on this path, this is what's going to happen, or we'd love to have you a part of this ministry. And so, mm-hmm. man, it was there was just the grind of just trying to reach people. And then one day we're doing a ride-along, and he said, hey, I'll put your name in for this chaplain role. And I was like, what do you mean chaplain? What is a chaplain? He's like, well, the, you know, the basketball team needs a chaplain, and I put your name in there to interview for it. And I was like, okay. And so through, serious, you know, through those different interviews, I got the job. But I tell people that because – uh, or I, I make sure that I hit that part of the story when people ask me, like, how did you become a chaplain for an NBA team? It was like I didn't put my resume out. I wasn't looking for job openings. I was serving mm-hmm. people right where I was at in the community I was at, and God opened up that door. And so, man, there was, a def- there was definitely some days that I was like, I don't want to get up in the morning. Like, I don't know that I'm making a difference. Or, man, did I make the mistake by – doing what I feel God called me to do instead of just, I should have stayed there and did what I wanted to do. But man, you know, I look back at it and it was one of those moments that I'm just grateful that I trusted in God. Yeah. That's so good. I think that it's so important for us to be reminded like about serving the people where you're at, you know, like that's a, I'm sure you get that question on a regular basis. Like, Oh, how'd you do that? And you know, honestly, I, I might have asked you that already, or, or you know, no, was, no, you, you, yeah, know, like, no, you today, didn't, but, you didn't, but yeah, yeah but I think it, you know. it is. I mean, because again, I didn't even know that a job existed, and so right. you're kind of. I mean, I think it's okay to ask the question of, um, how do you like? Do you apply for that or whatever? Like, I right. get that, but yeah. man, it was not that at all. Like, I don't, you know, I'm I'm sure I was had to fill out paperwork and stuff, but it was not about a resume. For sure. No. And I think that's the important part here is like, Hey, when you serve the people where you're at, God might may move you at times, but it's not mm-hmm. going to be out of like, a. you're going to be going towards something, not, not from something. Right. And so right. I think that's so important. It's hard to, yeah. I think we all want, you know, more leadership influence and things like that. And, and a lot of times it comes from a healthy place and sometimes it doesn't come from a healthy place, but the ultimate, the way that we gain influence is through, character development, right. And like continuing to just, like you said, grind it out and, and serve God the way that he's called us to serve and do the things he's called us to do. So I think that's super important, man. And I appreciate it. I I think, you know, I'm super thankful for your story. You know what I mean? Like just the way that, you know, obviously you've been faithful and that's, you know, that's, that's what's got you to where you are. So, but you're in Kansas city now and you are a chaplain for the basketball team in Oklahoma. So lots of traveling back and forth or? lots of traveling still. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Nice. Do you, uh, do you hit road games with them or are you just kind of here and yeah, there? The way it's set up. Yeah. No, the way it's set up right now, specifically, I know some teams are different, but we're yeah. working with the Thunder. Um, my focus is the home games. Uh, there's another okay. person who shot them out, pastor Byron Coleman, who him and my, him and myself, we, just decide what home games we're going to do. And we come in and lead those. And so okay. we divide those up and um, yeah, it's been, we have, we have a really good system down, uh, but more importantly, we've connected with the, uh, the coaches, the players. I mean, honestly, the staff, the arena staff, yeah, like yeah. our, go- our job is to 
uh, support whoever we can there. That's awesome. Do you have any like big wins or anything like that that you've seen God really show up through that? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, um, I really have. And it's, it's been, it's been, I mean, I can, I can go on about man, just what God has done with that. But I think right now, probably the biggest thing that sticks out to me is just my kids. Like my kids love basketball and just being able to be a part of, um, you know, the city in that regard, they get to go to the games and, yeah. you know, there's a couple of players and coaches that have spoken in their lives. And, you know, they obviously, my kids listen to it from a, because they have a different platform, you know? And so right. it's just been awesome to see the impact I've seen these players and this organization make in the community. It's an incredible community, uh, com- incredible organization, but what it's meant personally to my life and to my boys and to my family. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Really cool. Well, um, as we get ready to wrap up, what's something like if, if somebody's like, man, Cedric, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know how to figure out what my path forward is. What, what's something that a piece of encouragement or advice you'd give somebody who's really trying to figure out what their next steps are or, or who God's created them to be? Yeah, man, man, that, that's an incredible question that, um, I don't even know, man. I'm going to ask, you <laughs> uh, no, um, I, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to quote, um, and I, I don't know if it's exactly, so I'm going to reference Dr. Martin Luther King. And he talked about, he, he's preaching on talking about, uh, or he's preaching about trusting in God. Okay. And he said, so often we try to figure out the staircase when God is calling us to take a step. Mm. And I think that's the thing for me. And what I would challenge someone is like, man, what's the next step? What's the step that God's calling you to do right now? Be obedient in that. I think so often we get caught up in, here's what I want to be doing 10 years from now, 20 years from now, and all those dreams. And man, that's great. And to have that vision. But I, it's like, I sometimes I just have to stop and ask myself, was I faithful for what God gave me today? Uh, was I faithful with the time I have today, the opportunities I have, the conversations, all that? And so I would just challenge someone to don't get overwhelmed or don't get so far ahead of yourself that you miss what God is doing right now. Man, that's so good. I love that. Like we try to figure out the staircase when God's calling us to a step. That's good. I'm going to yeah. write that down. No, that's, that hey, that's Dr. Martin Luther King. Yeah. Man. He's, yeah. yeah. So no, I appreciate you. Hey, appreciate what you're doing. You guys, if you're listening right now, listen to my man, Brandon. (laughs) He's starting something great, great man of God, and I'm I'm really grateful to call you my friend. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that, and thanks for your time today, dude. I know that, um, man, this has been a journey trying to trying to connect. It's so hard, schedules and all that good stuff. But I'm 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 grateful that you made the time, and I'm grateful that you're on the show, and uh, just really appreciate your ministry and and all that. Yeah, I just got one request. One request. You got it. Next time you're in Kansas City, you got to hit me up, man. I got yeah, to sure, man. some barbecue spots here. Yeah, we got some absolutely. Stuff, I'm sure we'll be back soon. I uh, We were there for literally 18 hours. Like we stayed the night and left the oh, next wow. day. Um, it was it was the week of Easter. So I literally had to like sneak out right after work on Thursday. We hung out that night and we got back by six o'clock on Friday. So yeah, but, it was a tr- quick trip. So yeah, for sure. But no, but, appreciate it, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Stay in touch with me, and I'll be listening as well. For sure. Thanks, Cedric. Yep. 
Hey, Cedric's story reminds us all that God's plans are the best plans and that his no will always lead us to a better yes. I'm reminded of my own story and how even though God said no to the things I thought I wanted, the place that he was leading me was even better. I can't help but think what would have happened if I had got everything I wanted, if I had been a musician or if I had been able to go on tour. My life would be so different. But there's nothing about my life now that I would trade for a career in the music business. There's nothing about my life now that I'm willing to give up for what I thought my life would be like. It's not always easy to navigate these seasons. It's not always, uh, the doors don't always fly open. Sometimes it's hard. My path has been very difficult. There have been seasons where I've still felt stuck. There have been seasons where I still wonder if I'm on the right path and seasons if I wonder if, if God's really working in my life. And yet he always shows up right when I need it the most. And I don't know where you are right now or what you're going through, but I'm very encouraged by the quote from Dr. King that Cedric shared. We don't have to figure out the entire staircase. Instead, we just need to take the next step. Is there an area of your life where you feel stuck or confused? I want to encourage you today to just take the next right step forward. And from there, allow God to illuminate the next one. He's faithful to lead us and guide us when we commit to trust and follow him. And so I hope that you found encouragement in that today. I hope that you found encouragement that even if your life isn't on the trajectory that you thought it was going to be or isn't shaping up exactly how you had planned, I hope you know that God is faithful and that he's going to get you through to that next step. Thanks for listening to This Awesome Life. It's a collection of stories that point to purpose. To stay connected with This Awesome Life, check out the show notes. That's where you'll find the This Awesome Life blog and newsletter. You can also find my social media links if you'd like to connect with me there. I'd love to get connected with you. And if you love This Awesome Life, I'd love for you to take a minute to leave us a review. Don't forget to like or follow the show so that you never miss an episode. And once again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on This Awesome Life.